Okay, so I mentioned that we want to celebrate the optional memorial of Mary, the mother of the church. But I kept the reading from the day here that we just read about because I think the message is powerful. It is a message that connects. Now, in contrast to the rich young man who walked away because he had many possessions that we just read, the disciples left everything and followed Jesus. They stripped themselves. Um, you know, it's interesting because in religious life, unlike a diocesan priest, diocesan priests don't take a vow of poverty. But we Marian fathers are religious priests. Yes, all priests are supposed to be religious, <laughs> but we are consecrated religious. We take a vow of poverty. So basically for us Marians to give away all that we had in the world to come here seems a bit crazy in one sense. But to me, it was appealing, actually, in another. Now it says the Lord will reward leaving everything. Lord says that no man shall give up wife, home, or friends and not be rewarded a hundred times over. So starting in this life, we will start to receive that reward. And I think about it because you've heard me say before, now I have nothing, you know, we, we live on $50 a month. And that's, I, I always point out, it's not entirely true because our insurance is paid and our, our food and our clothing, praise be to God for those who help us. But I have nothing and I always say, but I've never been happier. Hey, no income means no income taxes, right? So I, I just, I, I, I look at it that way. So in one way, giving everything up has relieved me of a lot of burden. Uh, so that's why I admire all of you because on a daily basis, you still are contributing in the way the Lord designed this world to be. Uh, commerce and and jobs and Paul says if if you do not work you shall not eat we just work in a different way uh, you guys work in a, a job and that's beautiful we as marrying fathers work in ministry and so with that comes a giving up of everything and in one sense I said um, it's 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 a blessing now the problem is and a lot of these gospel passage tells us is when you give up, you must be willing to give up everything. Remember Jesus said, unless you hate your mother and your father, you cannot be my disciple. I know people who've actually said that's why they didn't stay Christians. Now we have to remember the word there that Jesus uses, hate, does not mean despise. It doesn't mean you must despise your mother and father. Unless you hate your mother and father, you cannot be my disciple. It means to love less. So in other words, unless you love me most of all, you can't be my disciple. So what do you mean, Father, love God most of all? Yes, that's where these attachments, such as money or things of the world, can become a hindrance. They're not evil in and of itself. Money is not the root of all evil. The inordinate love of it or dependence upon it and nothing else in your life matters, that is a root of evil. But what about losing family? Sometimes when we follow Christ, we have to risk losing everything. 
not just money. I always tell the story, my mom cried for three days, you know, and, and I understood that. My cousin in Washington, when I was on, used to be on Facebook, not anymore, but when I became involved and I had a collar on and was a brother, she deleted me off her Facebook account, embarrassed that I'm a priest. And so you're going to have that. When you follow Christ, you're going to have those things happen. But here's the interesting thing. In the first century, one's entry into the Christian church, the church Christians said, brought far greater and wider family than one that had on his own. And the one that he had left, a family that became a spiritual family, a family who were all spiritual family to those who left everything else to become Christians. Paul would have been disowned by just about everybody, family, his Pharisees, his brothers on the, in the Pharisaical um, you know, uh, world. They would have all disowned him because Paul converted. But every town he went, what did he find? He found Christians that took him in as family. In Romans 16, 13, he says, the mother of Rufus was as good as a mother to him, meaning Paul. That's where you see the spiritual family. In Philemon 10, he speaks of Onesimus as a son to him, a son who had, had really been somebody close to him. You see, he was finding a family. Even though he left his worldly family, he found a spiritual family. So a person may have to sacrifice ties and things in this world that are dear to them in order to follow Christ. But when they do, they become a member of a family and a brotherhood that is much greater. And I think you see where I'm going with this. That's our Marian family. I have gotten so many letters from you. In fact, I just read two or three last night about father, my family thinks I'm crazy. My family has disowned me because they call me, you know, uh, a religious fanatic because I follow Jesus. One lady said that her children have disowned her because she doesn't embrace gay marriage. And she had to make this awful choice. It's not an awful choice. It's a choice for God. And her children disowned her, calling her a bigot. I have another very close friend here whose son called her a racist because she stood in the election for the dignity of human life, the preservation of religious liberty, and the sanctity of marriage. I guess I don't understand how that makes you a racist, but in our culture, I guess it does. And so this is our Marian family bonded by the church. Now, why is this important and why am I saying it? Because if we are bounded, if we are a family, if we are a Marian family, what is the bond that keeps us together? The church. And who is the mother of that? Mary. That's why we celebrate today, Mary, the mother of the church. She's the mother of the bond that keeps us together. This is our Marian family. You all, you don't think God has created a special family here and allowed the greater good to happen out of this pandemic? 
When we see people that have come to us, I'm talking Mary Ann and Paris and John and so many others who write to us regularly, Lachelle and all of you who write that I know almost like a friend, is because God has brought us together as a family. This is amazing. It's incredible, actually. So this feast today, Mater Ecclesiae, Mater meaning mother, Ecclesiae the church, mother of the church, is a title that actually goes back to the fourth century, way before there was any non-Catholic denominations, St. Ambrose. It was used by Leo XIII, the greatest pope, right? And Vatican II and John Paul II, right up there is a great pope. John Paul II said, Mary embraces everyone in the church. She embraces everyone through the church. He said the church is virgin and mother, just like Mary. She is immaculate. Now, here's the interesting thing. In a couple of weeks, I'm going to be doing a talk about the church scandal. Not this Saturday, but hopefully either the following Saturday or the Saturday after that. So in the next three weeks or so. How could we call the church immaculate with that scandal? Remember, the church is human and divine, just like Jesus. In her divine nature, she's immaculate. Her teaching of the magisterium is withheld 2,000 years. There's no coincidence that the church is the longest continuous running institution in the history of the world, despite herself. In her divine nature, she is perfect. In her human nature, yeah, she's going to fall all over her face. She's going to fall. She's going to stumble. She's going to do stupid things in her human nature. That's why we need our mother, the mother of the church. You know, Napoleon, a cardinal uh, was talking to Napoleon once, and he said, that's it. I'm going to destroy the Catholic church. It was in the year 1800 or something like that. And the cardinal looked at Napoleon. He says, huh, you think you're going to destroy the Catholic church? Napoleon said, yeah. And the cardinal said to him, priests and bishops have been trying to do that for 1800 years, and they still haven't done it. <laughs> That's because you can't. The church is immaculate in her divine nature. She can be stupid in her human nature and make mistakes. And we're going to talk about that in the next few weeks. All right, now, Pope Francis instituted this, and he said it'll be celebrated on the Monday after Pentecost. That is today. Why did he say this day? Because Mary had just spent time with the apostles in the upper room when the Holy Spirit came and started the church, which is what we celebrated yesterday at Pentecost. So if the church started yesterday and Mary was there, what perfect time to celebrate Mary, the mother of the church, than today. We just received the Holy Spirit. So in 2018, Pope Francis decreed it in the Roman calendar on the Monday after Pentecost. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. And now she leads us to Jesus through, to her son, through the church. So anyway, I talked about being a disciple. Now, we can't do this without Mary. A priest must have a devotion to her. This is not possible without her. And to be a disciple, you can't do it without her either. 
Does this disciple, as scripture says, we need to give our fiat. We need to say yes. We need to do God's will. What is God will? Love him and love your neighbor before ourselves. All commandments can be summarized into that, what we just read. Now here's the connection. I told you there was a connection. Here it is. What is this math passage about? It's about the commandments. Keep the commandments. What are those commandments? All commandments can be summarized into one. Love God, love your neighbor. Those are the two great commandments. They can be summarized into one. Do the will of God. It is God's will that you love him. It's God's will that you love your neighbor. Do the will of God. An example of people who always say to me, well, you know, Father, I did that because I, I, it was God's will. Well, was it God's will or your will? Because if it's God's will, we sometimes have to really, really give something up. And that's hard for all of us. That's the message of this passage. Truly to do God's will, give it all up. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to live in poverty as we do, and the sense we still really, in one sense, are not because we have our, our, our necessities provided, as I said, food, clothing, and shelter. Now, how do we do that then? How do we do God's will? Father, I would do God's will if I just knew what it was by saying yes to God, a fiat. And who's the perfect example? Mary. How do we say yes to God? You show that you trust him. Saying yes to God, how do we, is saying you trust him. How do you show someone that you trust him? You show that you trust them by taking their advice and accepting the help that they offer you. What is God's main tool given to us to help us? Mary. This is why we Marians of the Immaculate Conception turn to Mary. Brother Ben read in the first reading about mercy. What is God's greatest act of mercy? We know ever bestowed on a creature, though. God's greatest act of mercy of creation, redemption, and sanctification. But what is God's greatest act of mercy ever bestowed on a creature? The Immaculate Conception. And that's why we Marians tie together those greatest tools of Mary and divine mercy. That's why you're a Marian helper. That's why you, through your prayers and support, help us to spread this word around the world. And you're doing it too by just participating in these live streams. So, we trust someone. It shows that we say, yes, we're doing the will of God by trusting him. How do we trust them? What does that mean? Take the advice of someone. Accept the help they give you. And there's no greater help that God gave us than Mary. When you do this, you say yes to God, which is what Jesus gave us on the cross. The gift of what? A mother. She's the mother of the church. She gave him to the, John as a mother. Who's John the disciples? He represented us. And who are we? We are the church. That's our Marian family. I just said it's the church that binds us. We are the church. And the mother of that church is Mary. And we need her because Jesus said there would be persecutions. He never offered us comfort in this world, but rather in the next. He told men straight out that to be a Christian would be costly. And that's why he said few will follow that path. The path is narrow. Jesus, he didn't bribe people. He didn't bribe them to follow him. He used a challenge. 
Put me first. Give all the rest up. These could be attachments, things, or family. But it is all worth it because we find a greater family, as I said earlier, like St. Paul. Yeah, he gave up his attachments and his friends and family, but he found something greater, a spiritual family. And that is what I have found in you, the Marian helpers. I would love still to keep in touch with all my high school friends and everything, but I really don't have time. And a big reason of that is because of the family God has now brought to me. My Marian priests and brothers, the pilgrims that come here, and now you as our Marian helpers coming to us through live streams, your letters, your emails, your comments, beautiful. So it is true that when I gave everything away to follow Christ, I entered into a wider family, something greater. As Paul says, it is as if having nothing is actually possessing everything. 2 Corinthians 6.10. You know, little things have the power of sucking us in, causing us attachments and even addictions. But those who forsake those possessions shall be partakers in the blessings of Christ. You know, things aren't always bad, but ask. You know, meaning things are not, not meaning like situations, but things in and of themselves are not necessarily evil. Money in and of itself is not necessarily evil. You need it to buy food. You need it to provide medical, uh, 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 you know, medicines. You need money. It's not in itself evil. Things are not necessarily evil. Um, a computer is not necessarily evil or a television or a car. Or, or whatever things that we're attached to. Let's suppose we're attached to our cell phone. It's not necessarily bad. I use my cell phone throughout the day to communicate. But we have to ask ourselves, can I survive without these things? Do they take me away from God? Am I spending more time than them than with Jesus? So if you are, turn to your mother. Turn to her. And realize she supplies all we need. She supplies everything. Why is that, Father? Because she supplies her son. This is the beautiful message of this gospel today. Praise be Jesus and Mary. Praise be Jesus. And through Mary, may she lead us to him. To Jesus, through Mary, not Mary instead of Jesus. But when we have her as our guide, we will reach our goal. And that is her son. So thank you, Lord, for the gift of our mother, the mother of the church. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. 
simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.